Hello and welcome to another episode of Wildness and Wellbeing. I'm Tim Jones, also known as Adventure Yeti. And today I'm here with Sophie Ingram, who is an adventurer and a personal trainer. And she loves to share these passions with people through her retreats and exploring. So, hey, Sophie, how's it going? Hey, Tim. Yeah, good. Thanks so much for having me. It's really nice to be here. Awesome stuff. So have you always been into the outdoors? Oh, I want to say yes, but um, no, shamingly, I really haven't. Um, I think when I was younger, probably the opposite. My dad is very outdoorsy, um, loved dragging us up any hill possible in the Lake District every weekend. So I don't know if I just chose not to like it as a bit of a rebellion, Um, but I don't remember having that pull for it when I was younger. Um, It only really came later in life, to be honest. And now I'm, you know, naturally a bit obsessed with it, sadly, to uh, a lot of people's dismay that spend time with me. (laughs) Sounds awesome, though. Um, How how would you say the outdoors has helped you when it comes to your mental health? Hugely. It's such a hard one to quantify because it's as simple at the moment and you know in day-to-day life as I know if I've not got out for some fresh air or for a walk that doesn't have to be a hike or up a mountain although I would love it to be every day um (laughs) it's just getting that fresh air getting out into the outdoors I completely change my headspace once I've done that um so it's it's such a cliche to say you know, the, there's such a link and telling people and you feel a bit preachy when you're like, honestly, just get outside, get some fresh air. It'll make you feel better. Like, I can't actually explain how much it benefits me on a day to day and on a bigger scale with, you know, bigger adventures and, and bigger walks and hikes as well. And how would how did you get into the mountaineering side of things? Oh, well, the, the same uh, reason that I didn't like the outdoors to begin with um, <laughs> my dad, which is ironic, but also lovely at the same time. Uh, he's always had a passion for it. Spent, I mean, he's 63 now. Sorry, Dad, if I've got that wrong. Um, <laughs> adding years to his life. Um, and he's always loved it. He's gone on trips throughout his life to the Alps um, and in the UK. And he's so humble and so modest. Like the stuff he's done, I think. I Obviously, I'm like a little kid in awe of him. Um, and one year he just said, come climbing with me. Um, And that was after I'd sort of become a personal trainer and I'd got a bit more confidence in the outdoors, but I was not a climber. I'm still not a climber. Um, And I'd never mountaineered before. And he just said, why don't you come? And I bit the bullet and I went and I was just hooked from that moment. Like I just loved it. And yeah, the rest, the rest is history, as you say. What's the main thing that kind of makes it feel so amazing to you? God, there's a few. I think naturally the environment, I mean, it's just incredible. Like the scenery, the complete change of scene from day to day life is epic. But it is that sense where you don't think about anything else. I mean, particularly on the climbing side of it, you can't. Like you are literally one foot, one hand in front of the other, looking for your next move. Most of the time, for me, clinging on for dear life. Um, <laughs> so you don't really have the chance to think about all the stuff that races through your mind. And that, again, it sounds a little bit cliche and like, oh, but everybody says that. But it, honestly, I come back from trips or even just an hour on the climbing wall these days. And I'm like, God, I haven't thought about anything else for that hour or that week or that day. And that's so refreshing for somebody who is a serial overthinker for everything. 
So what what inspired you to become a personal trainer? Do you want the honest answer or the answer that I used to probably tell people? Well, Well, let's start with the answer you used to tell people. I think originally, and it still applies very much so, like my passion is helping other people feel how I now feel. Um, and helping them realise their potential and just enjoy movement. Like to me, that's so important. There's just so much noise in the personal training world about looking a certain way or fitting in or hitting certain goals. And I'm just like, movement is about feeling good. It's about longevity of life. And that just seems to have got so lost. So there is that. But when I first turned to becoming a personal trainer, I just said oh I really like fitness and I want everyone else to like fitness and I want to help people and there was that but deep rooted there was this longing to just change the person that I was um I've spent a lot of my younger years not really liking who I am and being quite ashamed of that person and I wasn't really into fitness I wasn't very active And I just put all this judgment on myself and I thought if I can completely overhaul who I am, if I can become this different version of myself, that will help and that will change things. And it was a bit of an escape from that, I guess, older version of me. Like what was the turning point for you when you started, I guess, loving yourself? It's been a long journey. (laughs) Um... I mean, I partly as well became a personal trainer as a way to control being able to stay small. I have battled with an eating disorder for most of my life up until, well, up until probably only a few years ago. Um, It kind of transitioned into disordered eating and it took me a long time and a lot of therapy to get out of even that headspace and acknowledge I did have still a disordered eating problem I think people just think well you're not bulimic you're not anorexic you don't have an eating disorder per se but the habits I developed around food and exercise were so unhealthy and I just woke up one day and thought I just I'm promoting being healthy as a job and that's why I wanted to become a personal trainer or so I said and I'm not actually healthy myself and I'm still stuck in being this person that I want to escape from rather than loving that version of me and still being a personal trainer and doing all the wonderful things I can do through my job as well I don't know what shifted it I really don't in truth um I lost my period for two years which was a big red flag but for me I just made up all manner of excuses as to why it was happening my BMI was fine I wasn't super thin and no one was worried about me so and this was only two three years only recently got it back so it's not I'm not talking five years ago and people probably just thought oh it's nothing and even doctors said oh it's nothing and I just knew deep down it was the habits that I was creating yeah. for myself it's funny because it's, it's almost like it's not just uh obviously you talk about kind of internally and it's a bit like the same with that with mental health like people can't actually see a lot of the time people mask things and they can't see from the outside what's actually going on inside A hundred percent. From the outside, I was the fittest, healthiest, probably most comfortable in myself version of me I'd ever been from everyone else's perspective. And yet I was probably, and I couldn't see it at the time. I was like, if I'm smaller, I will be happier. If I am this version of me, I'm not the overweight, unfit, incapable girl that had the eating disorder all those years ago. I'm different. And yet 
I've never been happier being more healthy, moving slightly less, even though I absolutely love the outdoors and I love my work and just enjoying food and life and not really caring what people think about me. That was the biggest thing. And it took a lot to get there. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Every We, we always worry about what everyone else thinks. I think things like social media and Instagram and stuff like that is a, a big culprit to, you know, bring those insecurities a little bit. Um, yeah, I've, I can definitely relate in, in that respect. And I think once you start learning more about yourself and learning to love yourself, you don't actually care what everyone else thinks. It, the only thing that matters is what you think. Yeah, 100%. I mean, gosh, there are still so many days where you start to let that old kind of voice creep in of like, oh, I wonder what people are thinking. But I genuinely can say, I mean, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you three years ago god forbid that would like terrify me that people might see me or think you know people listen to it and think what a load of nonsense i mean i don't really care if people listen to it and think anything now which is not that i don't want them to like it for your sake more so (laughs) (laughs) but more that it's not about that and it was for so long i was trying to impress this imaginary i don't even know who because you know you you Mm. make up who's making judgments of you um but it's actually so nice when you and there are not you know not days where you don't still worry what people think gosh we all worry what people think we like people to like us let's be honest yeah, it's, yeah. it's human nature but yeah the difference now I've got such an amazing group of people in my life and what they think is truly what matters and I'm so lucky of their support and like the friendships I've got and the family and and I'm just so thankful for all of that to be honest that's awesome is there any advice um that you could give to someone that that may be struggling with an eating disorder or struggling with their eating just generally? I think sometimes it's hard to acknowledge or even know that you're fully in an eating disorder. When you're really in the depths and the realm of it, you cannot listen to people externally or you find it very hard. I remember when I was really in the heart of my eating disorder and I was young I mean I 11 was when it first developed which is just crazy I had teachers sobbing to me I had my mum and my sister just pleading with me and it just it was like no emotion from that like I, I look back on it now and I feel really really sad about that um but at the time it was like nothing I was an empty vessel like it didn't resonate because all that mattered to me was not eating, restricting, being small. If I'd go to bed starving, I'd like one for the day. Um, so I think when you're at that stage, I think it's more to the people around you. Like I plead to those people that spot it, spot signs of it in their relatives or friends. Don't shy away from confronting them. Like they probably won't admit it and they won't take kindly to it. But if my family and friends hadn't intervened and kept persisting I don't know how I would have come out of it so I think when you're in that deep it's a like I say it's more the advice for people who might be spotting just the tiny signs people saying oh I'm not hungry or you can usually tell with these like you can be very good at hiding it I was for a while but there's only so long you can hide when you start to lose a lot of weight you're skipping meals your energy is on the floor you're permanently cold you start to lose your hair you're tired you can't engage in conversations because you're just physically and mentally drained so there are signs so if you see that in people like 
it's an uncomfortable position to put yourself in, but please don't stay silent. Mm. Um, that would be my biggest advice. And I think the disordered eating side of things is far more common, unfortunately, than we realize. Um, I probably know people that do be, you know, have disordered eating habits. I mean, it goes as far as just having these rules around food that we all just normalize and think are fine and have rules around having to go to the gym or having to get a workout in like that's all a little bit of a disordered pattern but there are just different extremes of it yeah I think I just think it is so easy to just fall into a little bit of a trap and especially with my OCD a little bit like I can if I've I do 200 press-ups every day and it is a little bit in like if I don't do it I'm I'm really struggling and sometimes I, I I'm better now at kind of just saying you can't do it today it's fine but you know with certain workouts and my weights and I think it's taking those cues especially when you're working out to actually rest as well that's something I really struggle with like is just saying to myself you've got to rest you you've got to not do anything today Oh, a hundred percent. The rest thing is so hard from all elements of life. I am not a person who can sit still. You ask any of my friends, it's infuriating. I just love to be doing. And I know part of it's a distraction technique. I'm very busy minded. So I like to be busy. But in terms of my workouts and my training now, rest is just so normal. And I never thought I would get to a point where that just didn't fill me with dread. A rest day didn't instill panic in me. I just can't believe that literally now a day where and unfortunately as it is winter the weather comes in I don't even leave the house to get steps in yeah and it just doesn't I don't know I'm, I'm all right with it now I've, I've got a lot better recently and it was since I had surgery on my low back and I couldn't do yoga or climb and it's really funny I haven't been as active at all recently I do I am still mega active I still do my press-ups and stuff like that but I'm not as crazy as I was and actually I've, I've become quite all right with it I've like been chilling in the house quite a lot and just relaxing and actually I think that's helped me mentally but there's been a few uneasy moments where I've been like lying in my bed and I've been looking up and I've been like I haven't left the house today I, I haven't actually seen anyone yeah. But I'm actually all right. And like sometimes, some weeks I haven't seen anyone and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I haven't seen anyone this week. <laughs> and I'm actually all right with it. And like old me would have been like, oh, no one loves me. And you know, yeah, kind of 100%. all that stuff, the the imposter inside me. But now I'm just like, oh, I'm actually pretty cool with it. You know, I seem to <laughs> seem yeah. to like my own company and stuff like that. And um, it is it does open your eyes when you slow down a little bit. Oh, honestly, yeah, it's awesome. And I think when you get to that point where you even enjoy slowing down, it's lovely. I think what's been really refreshing from that is when I have slowed down and only a couple of weeks back, I wasn't well for a week. And again, an old version of me would have just trained through it, just suffered, probably given myself an injury. And that's another thing no one really tells you. When I lost my period and when I was in disordered eating cycle, I'd get a lot of injuries because your body just isn't capable of recovering because you're not fueling it properly. Um, but I would train through all of that. And whereas, you know, I had a week where I really didn't feel well, I didn't train. And I wasn't really anxious about the fact that I wasn't training because I'm going to gain weight or I'm going to look awful or feel terrible, which were kind of the old ways. But what I did notice is the impact on my mental well-being. And that's actually 
lovely that when I did first get back to working out, even just after, after a week off, I felt so good, but not good because, oh, finally I can get back on track or I can, you know, get back in shape or whatever. It was just mentally, I just felt exhilarated again and it yeah. really made sense. It's, it's having that focus, isn't it? I think no matter what you've, what is going on, like whatever whatever your thing is, having that kind of core focus, it just it just does help you mentally. Yeah. Um, so, what key tools have helped you when it comes to your mental health? Definitely, I would say the biggest thing that's helped me through the years in various situations is having therapy. Um, particularly through my eating disorder, it, it did help. Um, but I remember years back, and I used to mask how I felt with confidence and putting on a brave face. And I remember going to a group therapy and somebody in the group said, I don't even know why you're here, you're fine. And it really hit me, it was so hard. And me screaming, crying through most nights at the time, I couldn't get through a night without feeling like so overwhelmed and in such a anxious place for someone to say I don't know what's wrong with you I don't know why you're here just yeah it was so hard I was gonna say that's a little bit insulting because you don't know what's going on inside really to yeah yeah. and I think that's the point in general in life I always think that now whenever you meet somebody who I don't know says or does something you have to take it with a pinch of salt because we've no idea what anyone else is going through you've no clue and social media is the worst for that because everyone looks like they're having the best time of their life at all times Um, And I think just being really kind to other people, despite what they might do or say is so important because everyone's got their own shit. Everyone's going through something. Yeah. To be fair, like actually with social media, I've really stopped going on Instagram and looking at what other people are doing. I I, I post my stuff, um, but I'm barely on it now. I think I think I, I, I would like to think I'd spend under an hour on instagram every week now that's, that's awesome. my only that's my only social media and literally it's just posting like i'll occasionally see a friend's thing very briefly when i'm going on to post something but i just don't go on there to scroll anymore and i, I just stop myself i'm really good at stopping myself but it causes so much angst and anxiety and i think it can cause more friction with relationships and stuff like that and it's just Oh yeah, I think so. And I think I would like to think, and it's it's hard, it's such a platform for me and my retreats and business because that's how I find my audience and my clients. Yeah. And I like to think that I'm really authentic and just try and be myself on there. But I would always say to anyone, friends included, if what I'm posting about or talking about you either don't like or makes you feel uncomfortable or triggers you. Oh my God, delete me, block me, mute me. I honestly get yeah. that. It's not an attack of your character either. It's just that doesn't serve you. It makes you feel in some way anxious or upset. Just don't entertain it. Yeah, I'm very much like that now. Like, it's just, it's fair game. I think my relationships are more to do with WhatsApp and talking to people and hiking with people and stuff like that than you know just liking a post or something you know I, I don't tend to I just think those interactions aren't really as I, I think there's a lot more weight when you're just talking to someone <laughs> well, well they're not real are they it's yeah. all it's all a numbers game I mean yeah. what even is that it's not real life is it but like, the point you just made about hiking and speaking to people I mean 
you literally don't get to know people better than if all you've got to do is talk for hours on a walk or on a hike like what yeah. a lovely way to pass the time with somebody oh, yeah yeah I, I yeah it's it's crazy and and the stuff that comes out and the stuff you work through with other people and the experiences you have um just those moments it's just it's beautiful it is so nice. I mean, I've been on a few trips with my dad and his pals, literally like all of dad's mates. And I'll come away after like three days and feel like I've known them my whole life because you're just in amongst people. And that's what I love about the mountaineering trips. You're in a hut with strangers. And by the morning, you're all setting off in the morning together. You've all talked and you've all got the same anticipation about the day. And you, you just get to know people on a different and different people from different walks of life and everyone's unique and there's just no judgment and it's lovely i just think that's really special awesome stuff and and on that kind of note of adventures what what's what's next for you what what you got coming up um what have i got coming up i'm going on a mountain a winter skills trip in the alps um in a couple of weeks actually which is my first completely solo trip i've always wow clung to dad um so <laughs> that's next on the list and then i've got my eyes set hopefully um I did the Matterhorn with dad in September, which was just ridiculous and amazing. So I'd love to do, he's done now on his big peaks. So yeah. my eyes are set maybe on the Eiger, but I'm trying to be that person that doesn't do what everyone else does, but it's hard because yeah, those are the pulls. <laughs> it's always so beautiful, isn't it? I know. And that's the thing. And you yeah. know, I'm so new to it all. Everything's still wow to me. Yeah. Even the, the climbs that people have done and they're really well known and everyone says oh they're too busy and probably mountain guides would say oh there's way more interesting stuff to me it's all interesting i think there's so much of the world as well that you don't you, there's just so much to explore isn't there and um but it's such a privilege to be able to even consider doing any of it yeah. you know let alone actually go and get to do it to be able yeah. to even have the luxury to say i'd quite like to do that is such a from a, both a health mental financial any perspective that's yeah. a real privilege and i think that's another thing instagram is so unaware about talking about the fact that these things take time energy money yeah. like who who are these people that are climbing like, mountains every it's so yeah because I've, I've i've talked to kind of people that do everest and stuff like that and isn't it like ten thousand or fifteen thousand oh, dollars something unreal. you've got to pay just to just to put your foot on yeah you know yeah, like Everest has never, I've never had the pull for that, to be honest. Yeah. But um, I get it. I get why people... It's all about it. K2 now, isn't it? Well, well, <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's all about posting about it. Whatever you yeah, do, you have to yeah. put it on social media. Drones are up. <laughs> yeah. And also, who knows how to fly a drone or where... I wouldn't have a clue. I could not fly a drone if I tried. No. And then it sort of, to me, takes away from what you're there for, like the yeah. experience. And yeah. it is... Sadly, it has become a little bit about like the content creation behind it, yeah. which again, if you've got a business, I understand that's what pulls in. So I, I do get yeah. it from that. And I think hats off to these people who create this incredible content. Some of them are doing amazing yeah. jobs, but for the people that are trying to get outside and benefit their mental health and well-being, to me, immersing yourself in it and having those deep conversations with people is what really like feeds your soul not getting yeah, really good videos I, I think yeah i think that's yeah i've got a lot better with photo i do i do like the odd instagram pose yeah. <laughs> i'm a lot better though now and actually one of my mates she's really good like when i when i ask her to take a photo of me um she'll just snap away and 
usually the photo I pick is actually usually a picture that I'm not actually posing. It's like me getting on the trig or just about to get off the trig or just walking towards the the like whatever spot I'm going to have the photo on. And I just quite like those natural, more natural, you know, sometimes when I'm doing the cold water as well, my mates will get me like running out like you know like with with this grimacing face um and i i use that one because i'm like well to be honest it's just it's i I like i'm trying to get more reality to it yeah 100 percent. and there are people doing like i said i feel like you can't throw everyone into the same pot on instagram at all but yeah just being not just being real real about it all like you know we're all only human like totally yeah that's they're the accounts that i think are actually doing a great job yeah um so tell me a bit more about your retreats and the personal training side of things like what 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 retreats do you do and how do they work and yeah so at the moment they're just uk based but watch this space i've got my my heart set on uh on an Italian hiking trip next year. So that's the goal. But um, it's funny, I did a strengths finder thing at work the other day and one of my strengths, so be it, but is also probably my weakness is I am very futuristic. And that means you tend to run into things, want to do everything immediately, just constantly looking forward, which is a real problem of mine. So I throw myself into a lot of stuff that then I panic about later. But yeah, they're amazing. Um, Primarily have been women, which was never my intention when I set out, but actually has been lovely. Like helping women find confidence in the outdoors, in movement, coming together, people come on their own and they just... They just, honestly, the compliments of just people saying, I've just loved it. I've felt so myself. I've really challenged myself, but I've felt so capable. Um, that's been lovely. So they're, yeah, primarily women, uh, but also open to men, um, very much so. They're a mixture of hiking, fitness classes, downtime, breath work. We usually throw a nice spa day in there as well so people can relax. Nice. Um, so I've got four in the uk next year all lake district based at the moment and watch the space hopefully an italian one as well in that'll September. be awesome um how do, how do people find out about the retreats and your personal training uh you can find me on instagram just after what we've all been saying about instagram at river underscore fitness okay. um and that's got all of my adventures personal training and retreats information on there as well so it's a, a big concoction of my life and a brain dump of everything that goes on in my mind as well <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for coming on sophie yeah no thank you so much for having me sam it's been great <laughs>